Welcome to the WinFL Show. Welcome to the Outer Hebrides. It's the WinFL Show, and I'm Ian McKinnon, and I am with Dave Somerville. How are you doing, Dave? So glad to be here. A slightly full of the flu, but I'm so I've had so much lemsip that I'm I'm just raring to go for our first show after our little break there. So yeah, let's bring on the off season. Yeah, I'm fe- I'm feeling a bit uh, choked up myself. I think I had some sort of sinusitis earlier in the week, and just the, p- the pain, the, the pain right in between my eyes. Uh, it's sort yeah. of toned down a bit, but it's good to hear that you're feeling better, mate. That's always good to hear. Good. No, thank you for that. So this is our first show of 2020. I'm calling it the first show of 2023. What I mean is, you know, 2022 season is gone. 2023 season, season yeah. is happening. Here we are, and we've got loads to talk about. Um, you know, I mean, shall we start with maybe a couple of the trades that have been going on? We've got we've got the combine to talk about. We've got uh, the upcoming draft to talk about. We've got the trades that have been happening. Free agencies gone mental. Why don't we start with a a certain quarterback who mm. was with the Las Vegas Raiders, and mm. uh, he's found himself a new home in Derek Carr. Why don't you tell us all about it? I mean, who that? Because Derek Carr has signed for the New Orleans Saints. And, you know, I, I really hope that works out for him. He's he's finally got a stable organization. And I'm 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 really happy for it. We 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 rate Derek Carr on the show. I, I'm well I speak for myself there. I think you yeah. do as well. Yeah absolutely I rate Derek Carr. He's he's a solid, solid play. He always played his best games against the Broncos. That did my head in. But he is an absolutely I mean, yeah. solid, solid player. And I think it's a, a good update. I was actually talking to Jake uh, today about it. Um, and he said, he he, think, he thinks it's an upgrade, being a Saints fan. He doesn't think it's as much of an upgrade as I think it is. He, he's sort I think he's just pumping the brakes slightly. Also because the Saints are in cap hell once again. Uh, with mm. this one, they add how many millions over the cap? It's... Oh, I think, well, as Jake would say, the cap's a myth. But, you know, at this point, they, they kind of, I mean, the, his contract is a four-year, $150 million. Uh, that's, it's crazy money in itself. But um, I don't have the exact cap hit number on me. But um, what I do know is that the Saints are actively shopping some of their kind of fringe players and uh, people with the sort of highest cap hits. Um, that I mean, the thing about Derek Carr is that he brings experience, but I think the Saints could have got maybe slightly better as well. There's there is a couple quarterbacks that you could argue would be available. Um, I I don't like how Carr left the Raiders. He was so long at the organization. It was like, we we already know what our opinions on the organization there are. Yeah, they 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 did seem to sort of do him dirty there towards the end of the season. So I I don't blame yeah. him. Uh, you know, basically just giving up, saying like, right, you I'm not going to be traded. You're not going to get anything for me. That's we're done. I'm out. Yeah, I, I, I get that. well. Yeah, I mean, you, it's hard to pay for true loyalty. And I think what he what he's shown the Raiders over the years. I mean, they moved location, uh, the the ownership. The, sorry, the joke of an of ownership there, um, the scandals being hit left, right, and center, and then just topple off. They hired Josh McDaniel, so that's a, a real kick in the teeth right there. Um, and just <laughs> I don't the, send any <laughs> franchise back. <laughs> It, it, it will. Yeah, but back to the Stone Age was even harsh for them. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing is, I I think Derek Carr is going to a good a good place for the Saints. Um, we know their defense can play. 
sometimes mm. it's hot and cold, but they've got some really good playmakers there. Um, one thing I did hear is that they might, you mentioned it, maybe shipping some of their big name players. Michael Thomas might be a casualty for mm-hmm. Cap. That would be that would be pretty bad. But you know the the young young guy they've got there, Chris. Oh, I forgot his name. Olave. Chris Olave. Chris Olave. Yeah. Great player. And Derek Carr is a good quarterback, as I say. I think it's enough of an upgrade as long as he stays healthy. So one thing I want to ask you then, Davis, what do you think this does to Jameis Winston? What what do you think he stays as a backup? Do you think they move on from Jameis? What do you reckon? I is this, is he set to become a free agent or has he got another year left I think he's got one more year left on his contract because I think the two the two um, two quarterbacks that were brought into the league at the same time uh, James Winston and Jacoby Brissett now uh, you know there was there was um, similarity with their styles because they had good movement out of the pocket um, and they also threw some wild passes when they first came out of college but uh, Jacoby Brissett is set to become a free agent uh, this year, so I think he he's another candidate for our team to be there, a good backup. But I think Jameis Winston will stay at the Saints for this year. Andy Dalton, though, I was looking at some of Andy Dalton's stats a couple of days ago, and it turns out he was the sixth most accurate quarterback last year, which you know it, I think that's that's experience. Well, that's... I mean, we'll, we'll we'll stick an allegedly on at the end there. <laughs> But um, that, that's, he was one of the sort of highest rated um, accurate quarterbacks. And I think it's more because um, when he did throw the ball, he made decent decisions. Um, uh, kind of in the reading what the defense were offering. The only thing is, so at, at some of the bigger moments in the season, he didn't really, he didn't show up when he really needed to. And I think that was the difference. So, you know, he was pretty consistent, consistently good, but then come the big moments he, he, he wasn't good enough I'm afraid so uh, I, I'd expect Andy Dalton another one to be a good uh, backup for another team but I think Jameis will stay at the Saints for, for next year um, especially that you know with Carr's kind of injury record he does tend to get injured every few seasons uh, so I think it, the safest thing for the Saints would be to keep Jameis Winston but I think their cap they've, they've got about 30 to 40 million in dead cap space before free agency so, yeah, they've got pretty serious cap issues. They're going to have to restructure a few contracts as well, which is fine. I'm not against that at all. But, um, yeah, I think they're going to have to cut some uh, cut, cut some contracts and maybe make a few new free agents in the process. So another quarterback who's been making waves, Dave. I almost rhymed. Um, <laughs> with, nearly. With his contract, of course, is one Daniel Jones. What do we think of this? Daniel Jones signs a four-year, $160 million extension. 40 Don't million forget the 30, $35 million in incentives on top of that. Yeah. So the, the, the base is $40 million a year, $35 million in incentives, um, making him much more highly paid than Patrick Mahomes. So Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. So when I, when I think about this, when we we spoke about this before, and there was rumors mm-hmm. going around, we saw some of the rumors that Daniel Jones could be commanding a forty plus million per year salary, and I thought there's no way, there's just no way this is going to happen. Now we saw some of the contracts have been thrown around the last couple of years, 
Um, in particular, obviously, the Deshaun Watson one over at yeah. in Cleveland. Um, we look at Kirk Cousins every year, seemingly getting more guaranteed, fully guaranteed money. He's he's loving this, by the way. Kirk uh-huh. Cousins is going, hello, I'll have some of this. So the thing, the thing is, Dave, that what does this now do to the market for and I, I, I was originally going to say, what does this do for Lamar Jackson? Because we know he's got his contract issues going on. They've, they've got the non-exclusive franchise tag. But every other quarterback, everyone, when it comes to negotiating a fee, will look at this and say, you think I'm worse than Daniel Jones? Daniel, if you're listening, if you're listening, Daniel, you, you are worse than them. Uh, but, I mean, with all seriousness... This is this is bull, this is going to do more to the quarterback market than any contract that I can think of in a long time. Because when when Mahomes signed his ten year half billion dollar contract, we said at the time, yes, that's a lot of money, but two or three years from now, that's going to look very team friendly. Mm-hmm. It took one year, and already it's looking very very team friendly. So I want to get your opinion on the Daniel Jones saga. What do you reckon? I'm going to break down his contract for you because I've got it in front of me. And the, it, it's going to hurt me on the inside reading this out alone. So his 2023 base salary is $9.5 million. Okay. But that comes with a $19 million cap hit for the Giants. 2024, his base salary is $35.5 million with a $45.5 million cap hit. Now that, it, it's, it, and it just goes up. It, they just keep going up. In 2026, his base salary is $46 million with a $56.5 million cap hit. What? That's, up, it's just, it's just, that's ridiculous. What, uh, the, the other thing, I really want to highlight this. Now, Daniel Jones's record since he's been at the Giants. It's maybe not all his fault, but we'll go off on his record. 21 wins, 32 losses, one tie. He's 25 years old. He's had 60 pass pass touchdowns, which averages, uh, I think it's just just over one a game. And he's had 12 rushing touchdowns, which averages about uh, one in every five games. We've just mentioned Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is one year older than Daniel Jones. He has a 45 and 16 record in the league. He's already notched up an MVP. Mm-hmm. He's had 101 passing touchdowns. That's averaging just under two a game. And he's got 24 rushing touchdowns. And Daniel Jones is worth that. Lamar the, should the, be the, getting the 70, 80. Yeah, 70, <laughs> well, see, this 80 is what I'm saying. What, what this has done to the market for all quarterbacks is just owners around the league will be going, what? What are you paying this man? And well, then I, I did beca- I did hear one little thing as well though that the Jaguars owner uh what's his name Khan uh, Shad Khan no Sh- Shad Khan or uh, Sh- yeah not Shaka Khan Sh- no. Shaka- no not Shaka Khan Shaka Khan no yeah okay. so, oh, so, so, no uh, Shad Khan it's Shad Khan I think it's yeah. Shad Khan. Okay. I'm sure so we'll be corrected order. by Patrick. He'll he'll listen and see. Hey, get yeah, it right. Patrick will definitely. He'll yes, he will. He will definitely um, completely slag us off for that one. But um, yeah. So what I heard that he is selling 
his $200 million super yacht. Now, I know where that money is now going because he's preparing <laughs> for negotiations with Trevor Lawrence. That's exactly where that money is going. But that's just that's astronomical money for Daniel Jones. He had one decent, borderline good season for him, by his standards, good season. This is just, this is next level horrific. So, if you think I, of all, I, if, sorry to interrupt you, if you no, think okay. of all the quarterbacks in the NFC East, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Four of them. Uh, and you'd start a brand new franchise and you'd give it all four quarterbacks. The one you're cutting is Daniel Jones. If yes. you get told you have to keep three of the four, you're getting rid of Daniel Jones. Mm, well, I mean, technically, you could still make the argument that Carson Wentz is what was a starter for the for the Commanders. So I I take Wentz over Jones. I definitely take Heineke. That's that's not that's not even Heineke a for the height. Heineke for the hype. Um, He's just a better but, player. Heineke's a better quarterback than Daniel Jones is. And you're the one that you, you mentioned the statistics there. You didn't mm-hmm. mention the fumbles. Hey, well, yeah, and the interceptions. That, that was being kind. Yeah, he's he's been a turnover machine, and it's not like you know a couple of years ago when Jameis Winston threw thirty interceptions, whatever it was. But yeah, he also threw thirty five touchdowns. Yeah, would it? You know, yeah. Daniel Jones. It's not like oh, for every turnover he's throwing. Uh, a touchdown he's not he's turning the ball over more than he's scoring that's a problem it balances out negative that's a problem you you don't want yeah. that from the most important position on your team i mean it is is um you know he's, he's thrown um 34 interceptions in the, in the nfl so and how many times has he fumbled uh, I I have the stats here. The he has fumbled it a grand total of forty two times. Forty two fumbles. So he's come. Sorry, how many how many interceptions? Uh, I just had it. It was a thirty four. So uh, seventy six yeah. turnovers. Yeah. So yeah, he's turned it over more times than he scored. That's in four seasons. In four that's, seasons, that's re- seventy-six turnovers in four years. That's he, he averages. Yeah, he averages over a turnover a game because he's only played fifty-four games. There you go. That that that's that's awful. That's just awful. There's no way Daniel Jones is worth uh, worth that contract. And well, you know, I, mean, I, I was just, look, just going to say plus. Sorry, I was just going to say the postseason as well. Last year, the Giants—it was the first time the Giants got to the postseason yeah. uh, with Daniel Jones at quarterback, and he in, in that postseason time, he, he also got into interception and a fumble. So it just—I mean, that 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 the defense carried them through to the postseason in spite yeah. of Daniel Jones mm-hmm. um, it's and just, Saquon. Yeah, Saquon, uh, who also is a free agent. We're going to see what happens with Saquon if they're going to. Resign him. Wow, he, 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 got, he got franchise tagged. He's got did franchise tagged. Did they tag him? He did. Ah, yeah, they okay. did tag him. They've tagged Saquon. I suppose they, they could. They really couldn't let Saquon walk. No, but they they were essentially only going to tag him if they could get Daniel Jones to sign a new contract. If they didn't sign Daniel Jones a new contract. They were tagging him and releasing Saquon Barkley, which is just mismanagement how, of the how highest level. How does that level. make sense? 
it's like we've said before the running back is the most kind of revolving door position and most underappreciated one i think or one of them anyway. well i mean see see some people will say it's the most overrated position because so many teams can just plug in a, a new running back and get the yards and the touchdowns out of it but Saquon barkley is definitely one of the best backs in the league daniel jones mm-hmm. may be bottom five quarterback in the league of the stars, yeah, uh, of, of you could the, quite of the easily make that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just um, it's ridiculous. Um, the, only, so it, we, the only other thing I would add to that, though, is that I think because of the way the franchise tag works, mm-hmm. running backs are one of the cheapest positions to franchise tag. So, uh, for example, Barkley's going to cost the Giants ten million to franchise tag him because the way they work out is an average of the top five salaries. That's a quarter so, of what they would pay Daniel Jones. Well, I can tell you exactly what uh, Lamar Jackson's franchise tag hit is, which is thirty-two point four million, and that's what what they would have had to pay Daniel Jones. It's insane. the The numbers the numbers don't add up when you look at the productivity on the field. The numbers don't add up. So, sticking with franchise tags, Dave, uh, has there been any other ones around the league? Well. Just before I go into that, I was going to say that um, there's there's actually three types of franchise tags uh, that have um, certain differences in them. So we, mm-hmm. I, I said a wee minute ago that um, you know it's a, it's an average of the top five salary. So that's for the non-exclusive franchise tag. But then you've got the exclusive franchise tag, which gives the team uh, sole rights to negotiate with that player, right. but it also means an extra you know, an extra bit of money for the mm-hmm. first said player. Um, and the other one is a transition tag, which is the average of the top 10 salaries as opposed to the top five. Um, and uh, also the, t- the team that puts a tag on it, they get no compensation if the player then agrees with another another team. So right. uh, that, that's pretty much the difference. But there's only been non-exclusive franchise tags, so I don't even know why I said that. <laughs> so well, it's, good, you know it's, it's good yeah. it's good to get it out there so that people know yeah. ex- exactly what you're talking about when you talk well, about the franchise tag. well I, I mean i don't know what i'm talking about so I, it's very difficult for other people to know what i'm talking about at the best of times <laughs> but um you know uh, one of the other players well especially uh, we were talking about saquon barkley yeah. the other big running back uh, who's been franchise tagged is josh jacobs now we've already sort of slated the raiders a little bit they had an option to take up the fifth-year option on Josh Jacobs and said no. That's right. Now, what what they've what they've done instead is um, put the franchise tag on. Now that's going to earn him the same as what uh, Saquon Barkley's going to earn this year, which is just over ten million dollars. Now it is a non-exclusive, so another team can come in and offer him more money, and the Raiders can either say yes or no to that. So. I think the Raiders have got a lot of cap space. I, I don't know why they're not signing up Josh Jacobs long-term. It's a, it's just silly. Josh Jacobs is one of the best running backs in the league. You can even make a case for him being right up the top. Now, you know, you're, you're kind of Christian McCaffrey-esque, um, Nick Chubb-esque. I think these are these are guys that Josh Jacobs is in company with. So Raiders doing another silly move as well. Uh, one other running back as well. Tony Pollard of the Cowboys. So big shout out to Tim for that one. Um, he's going to earn the exact same, obviously, Tim, just over $10 million. Um, they still want Pollard and uh, Ezekiel Elliott to work together, but there's a lot of rumors around the league that 
Zeke might be going elsewhere before the start of the season, mainly because the Cowboys just don't see him as being quite up to scratch after a kind of rough last season. So I don't know what you think about that, because I, I think Zeke's still got it in the bag. I, I think he's just maybe had a few, he's had a couple of injury niggles and obviously the competition from Tony Pollard's where it wasn't bringing him into the best light. Yeah, I think the biggest problem is that early in his career, <clears throat> uh, Zeke this is, Early mm-hmm. in his career, he benefited from having an incredible offensive line. So he it did. probably slightly inflated his numbers that little bit more, taking nothing away from him, that people mm-hmm. thought maybe he was better than he is, or better than he was. So as the offensive line deteriorated, his numbers come down a wee bit, and he looks more, you know, he's no longer leading the league in yards. Well, as a Rams fan, I know what that feels like. Well, exactly. (laughs) Same, same, very, very similar situation. Mm. Pollard comes in, and if anything, the Cowboys look better with Pollard in than with Zeke. I still think Zeke's a good running back. You know, I'd have him on the Broncos. If he was a free agent and they were like, oh, we've signed Zeke Elliott, I'd be like, great, that's a good player. That's what you want. But I don't think he's that absolute elite running back that a lot of people think he was because yeah. he had such a great offensive lineup. And we, we've said it a million times. It's all about the offensive line. That's what it comes down to. If running back successful, offensive line. Couple of obvious exceptions, uh, you know. But that, we're talking in the history of the league. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's hurt Zeke more because of that, because he had it early on. Because if he hadn't had that early on, let's say his rookie year, he didn't have that great offensive line. But he does okay, maybe breaks a 1,000 yards, 10 touchdowns. If the offensive line then starts to get better, his numbers get better, and you're like, oh, look how good this guy could have been. All we needed was the offensive line. But because he had the offensive line early, in his first, second, third years, now that there's the deterioration, it looks like Zeke is falling off a cliff. I don't think he is. I think he's exactly the same player. I just think his production numbers reflect what was happening with the offensive line. I, I don't know. Do you agree with that? Or? Well, I, well, and the emergence of Tony Pollard. Mm, I, I, th- yeah. I think he's he's been... Uh, I, I think Zeke's got one season to prove himself, prove his worth to the Cowboys especially, um, even to the league, because I think... If he doesn't have a good season uh, in 2023, I see him as being kind of a second choice running back for another team. I I think that's the way it's going to go. You know, he might be a kind of third down running back or to give someone, uh, give the kind of star running back a rest, basically. I think that's all it's going to amount. So um, he's got to have a big year. It's just that simple for Zeke. Yes, indeed. but I, I was I was going to say uh, there is obviously uh, two other ones we've spoken about Lamar um, Lamar Jackson he's he should get a contract bigger than Deshaun Watson's uh, I, if he doesn't something criminal has happened there I I, I um, don't I don't think he will and the only reason the only reason I don't think he will is because Deshaun Watson's contract was insane mm. that was I mean Daniel Jones's contract is insane but. Uh, Deshaun Watson won fully guaranteed a fully guaranteed two hundred and thirty million dollars. Yeah, that's a. I mean, even Patrick Mahomes' contract 
and I don't think anyone's seeing that Deshaun Watson's better than Patrick Mahomes. Even his contract isn't fully guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So that I mean that was that that contract for Watson was that was madness on part of the Browns. Yeah. And Daniel Jones's contract is madness on part of the Giants. Uh, I think Jackson deserves deserves more than Watson, but I don't think he'll get it because I think even Lamar Jackson's looking at that contract going, what the heck? <laughs> Nobody's worth that. Again, maybe uh-huh. Patrick Mahomes. Um, but we'll see what happens with Lamar. He deserves every single penny he gets. You know, guys yeah. like yeah. Jackson, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, you could even argue, I know it's a very small sample size, but Jalen Hurts was magnificent last year. He was. Uh, th- th- that was his breakout breakout year. Yeah. 100% guaranteed breakout year. And it, I don't see... If he plays like that again next year, same level or even slightly better, then you could put him in that conversation. Joe Burrow, yeah. another one. If he yeah. oh, plays absolutely. at the same level again, you're sticking him right up there with, with Mahomes, with Josh Allen, with Lamar Jackson, like right at the top. I'm still not ready to put... Um, Justin Herbert up there just yet. No, uh, and I think I've I said it before. More. I I'm not I'm not a big I'm not jo- uh, Justin Herbert's biggest fan. I I think he is just a little overrated. He's got a cannon of an arm. Yeah, but I I'm just I, I'm not completely sold on him being an elite quarterback yet. Yeah, elite, get, get, I think get your team to the playoffs, win a couple of playoff games, and then we can start talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I, I think you know, that, Daniel that's Jones got to playoffs, so you know. <laughs> just. Yeah, I'm, I mean that was the last few years before. I, I know I'm I'm taking it back to the Rams, but before Stafford came to the Rams, uh, you know, obviously the Lions were in terrible shape for mm. for the last few years since, since Megatron left. Basically, they've been in pretty dire straight. Um, but he had still been to the playoffs. Everyone was still confident in his ability, but when he got to the Rams, he had a team around him that was good enough to get him to the playoffs. And obviously now he's got a ring, which nobody can take away from him. That's so that's that, that is probably the difference because I think, uh, Justin Herbert might have to go along that long road to prove that he is a top quarterback. And right now I I think he's kind of in the easy. It's either this year is going to be a year where he shows just something extra or he's going to be a kind of almost Kyler Murray-esque where he's got so much potential and just isn't living up to the hype and it's going to be known as the potential quarterback and not the one that did it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's it's always a shame when that happens because he's not that far ahead. In fact, some, some places he's actually behind. But he's not that far ahead of other quarterbacks that you can say, oh, well, you know, when he retires, he'll be a Hall of Famer. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like Dan Marino. Dan Marino never won a, a ring. But he was so much better than everyone else. Everybody could see it. Justin Herbert, he's, he's not that. Not yet. Not yet. I, I've got faith. But I don't I don't have that much faith. <laughs> to no. Um, and um, the, the only other player to get franchise tagged was Evan Ingram of the Jags. So he's going to earn about 11.3 million uh, for him. But we, we did say... Uh, towards the end of last season, we were thinking he was becoming a top tight end as well. Um, they don't, they don't, teams don't often usually use the uh, franchise tag on a tight end. No, and so that's quite an interesting one. Um, the, sorry, I did miss out one on my list, though. Um, the Commanders franchise tagged their defensive tackle, Deron Payne. 
as well. So Good he's going player. to earn just under $19 million. And he uh, registered a career best 11.5 sacks last season. He was, so he was excellent last year. He was, and he he was he kind of led that entire defense uh, of the commanders last year. So, you know, I, I I think he deserves a payday, and maybe at the end of this year he will get that payday. Maybe he will. So obviously that's the the franchise tags we've spoken about. Now there is some action going on in free agency. There's quite a few players out there who are you know big name players coming into free mm. agency. So Dave, I want you to give me your top five, just off the top of your head. Five. Top five free agents that you think would be an asset to, to whatever team picks them up. Or, or even if you think there's a particular team that could use them. But give me your top five. Who have you got? No particular order. Well, yeah. no. Okay. So um, I'd like to put Cha- uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson in there, who was at the Eagles, the safety of the Eagles last yeah. year. Uh, because as soon as anything happened to him where he was taking out the game, that was a game changer. And that defense looked horrific without him. So... Um, yeah, I think he's going to be looking for a payday. I hope he gets it. He deserves to get it because I think he's one of the top safeties in the league. Um, yeah, I think the Eagles' defense will be a lot worse without him. So I, I definitely put him in there. Um, but also sticking with the Eagles, Devon Hargrave, the defensive tackle who was he led that Eagles' defense last year. Um, he came. I, th- I, th- I think he he had um, he, he should have got bigger money the last time that he was he was in contract negotiations, um, but the Eagles seem to be going for a more or looking at younger uh, potential de- defensive tackles, and I think that's a shame because Hargrave's only thirty years old, so I think that's mm. that's a, a big loss to them again. So I know they like to go younger, but I mean you need some that, experience as well. He's not old. It's not in the league, though. It's apart from quarterbacks and kickers, it's not young because the majority of players are peaking in their 20s, I'm afraid. So, I think that's um, it's a shame for him, but I think he's going to get a big payday because he was one of the top, top performing defense tackles in the league. And another one, the most painful one in this list, Bobby Wagner. He's he was due for a big hit cap hit this year. So I can see why the Rams let him go. But the highest rated linebacker last year, he may be 33 years old, but he's worth every penny. I, I, I'm. It pains me. It's really painful to see him go. He's going to get picked up by another team and he's going to fly again. He's going to be up top five of the linebackers, so the highest, highest rated. That's a painful one. And I think there's going to be teams lining up for him. I, I just yeah. don't see any other way. Um... One of the other ones I did pick up on was Draymond Jones, though, because That's a sore he's one. in negotiations. Yeah, yeah, he's in negotiations with the Broncos. However, he the, apparently the rumor is that they're quite far apart in their in their kind of um, offers, shall uh, we say, or you know, and their negotiations. And that's no good because Draymond Jones is one of the Broncos' best defensive linemen. He, mm-hmm. He's he's good now. Last year, so the Broncos had obviously the year before traded Von Miller. Did last year they traded Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins. Also preseason they traded Shelby Harris to the Seahawks. He in, did, uh, and no offense, the Russell yeah. Wilson trade. Um, Draymond Jones stepped up, and he stepped up big time. He was a force on that uh, defensive front for the Broncos. 
unless there's some reason that I'm unaware of or that everyone else is unaware of, they really should look to keep Draymond Jones as best they can. They should be doing everything in their power to try and keep Draymond Jones. It's just, that's a sore one. If if they can't work something out with him, that's going to hurt the Broncos quite a lot Mm -hmm. because he was by far and away one of their best performing defensive players. Uh, And I know they've got superstars on the back end, Pat Sertan, Justin Simmons, and the linebackers um, with uh, Josie Jewell and um, the fella whose name I've forgotten came from the Eagles. (laughs) Goodness. What's wrong with me? Um, No, no. I was going to say Donald Stevenson. He was a tackle. Um, Oh, my word. What? What's his name? There was a Stevenson, wasn't there? Yeah, he was. He was an offensive tackle. Uh, no, it was. It was. <laughs> I've forgotten his name. Inside the linebacker, he had like twenty tackles in one game. His name, I've completely forgotten. Now. Singleton. Alex Singleton. Thank you, Dave. Singleton. Apologies, I just remember Alex, because if you're listening. I apologize. Of course he is. I, it's I off season. There's nothing else for them to do. Of course, <laughs> of course they're listening. Uh, Alex Singleton, uh, amazing, amazing linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, but Randy Gregory was out with injury. You know, we, we'd, we'd yeah. signed, hopefully try and fill the void of Von Miller. That could going. be why, though. This could be why, because Randy Gregory's got a big contract, doesn't he? He does. And and when they, this trade happened, Tim was on the show and he said, good luck with that contract and his attitude. Mm-hmm. And what do you know? Um, it's I'm not saying it's a bad trade. Gregory Gregory looked okay, but didn't look his contract good, uh, and that that's yes, a shame. Yeah. So, so the dream on like Jones one is, of, is a sore one. Yeah, kind of contract situation with Deshaun Watson. I would say the or, or even Daniel Jones more recently. It's it's you know it, it's he's not a bad player. He's just not worthy of the contract. It's, yeah, you know, it's just in the kind of relative terms. Yeah. yeah. So uh, was um, that, that five? No, that was four. Who else you got? It was four. I, I mean, I can think of three off the top of my head. Might squeeze them. Two, two are offensive tackles, though. Mm-hmm. So that's quite you know obviously that's obviously a very important position. Um, the Chiefs are not re-signing Orlando Brown, their left tackle, who you know protecting Patrick Mahomes' blind side is quite an important that's job. Very important. So yeah, I mean, he's only twenty-seven. Um, there's, there's uh, got to be a reason for that as well. There's got to be a because well, he, he played well. He he did. Um, there was rumours that he was going to be franchise tagged again, uh, but because of the amount of the franchise tag on him, they might they probably won't do it. I don't think they have done it. In fact, so he's more likely going to be a free agent. So that and that he's one of the best left tackles in the league. So that's definitely a definitely an area to keep an eye out on. Um, the other tackle is the 49ers right tackle, Mike McGlinchey, who was a former first rounder. I think so. yeah. he's in mid to late 20s at this point, and he's played virtually, if not every game for the 49ers. And he's, you know, he, he is one of the best in the league. I hate to admit it, uh, one of the best right tackles. So he's going to be another interesting one to see where he goes because he's definitely leaving the 49ers. And the only other one was OBJ, who's still, he didn't play all last season. But I'm really interested. I saw one of his um, kind of training videos very recently, and he, he he made a spectacular one-handed catch, and that was only in the last week or so. So he's training, getting ready for uh, the, the preseason. Where he's going to be? No idea. There, there. Uh, I don't. I, uh, 
one of the teams that was touted, I don't think he's going back to. So that, that would be the Browns because they're looking for a speedy kind of second uh, wide receiver to Amari Cooper. Yeah, I, I, I don't, don't think, think OBJ he would fits go back up. to the Browns. No, that, and there is there is a good few other faster options uh, that you know recently been uh, let go. Uh, Braxton Berrios was let go by the Jets today, um, so that saved them six million cap space. Um, chosen Robbie Anderson uh, has been let that. go. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's another interesting one. Um, but there is also potential trade talks with Brandon Cooks, so that would be good for the Browns. Uh, the Texans may as well just let any of their players go because that's what they tend to do. Anyone that's decent just leaves Houston. So, um, yeah, Brandon Cooks is probably their best player on offense. Um, uh, well, aside from maybe Pierce, the young running back. But, uh, yeah, but, uh, Cooks is uh, heavily touted for trade talks again because that was, that's what happens every single trade window. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, I mean, we'll call it a top seven, I think, picked there. But There, there, um, there was yeah, I, someone that you didn't mention. And the trade Wouldn't rumors have been going crazy. Uh, Jalen Ramsey. There's so many, we talk about <laughs> so many rumors about Jalen Ramsey being traded. And now, now, quite often, it's just it's just smoke and mirrors. You know, it doesn't come to anything. But uh, Jalen Ramsey. I mean, that would that would hurt you if he got. That traded. would hurt a lot. Yeah, and it's um. It's one I I know obviously you know it could be smoke and mirrors. I think in this case it's actually smoke coming from a fire that is brewing in the back office of the Rams. Ooh. It's primarily to do with cap it. Um, I th I think there's room for them, you know, uh, doing some jig jiggy work with the 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 contract. I don't know if they're going to do it. I, I mean, he's one of the best corners in the league. He's that's not going to change in the next couple of years. He's still going to be one of the best corners league. If you're going to have, if you if you're going to have a successful year, what you don't do is get rid of your top, what one of your top defensive men. Yeah, I mean the only other person that's more important to that defense is Aaron Donald, and then you you could make the argument Ramsey and Bob Wagner were the next two. One's gone. Why would you get rid of the other? That it, it would be silly. It would be madness. It would be madness if they got rid of. If they got rid of Ramsey. I, th Absolutely I think he, he's a second or third highest paid corner in the league. So that's probably yeah. the thinking behind it. But unless, you're, unless you've got something else lined up to use that cap space for, what are you doing? Why would you do that? That's just one of the most stupid things ever. The Rams seem to be going backwards. They need to make better competent decisions. Build around your block, the, the kind of solid foundations that you have in place. You've got Aaron Donald up front. You've got Jacob Ramsey. Jacob Ramsey? That's Jaylen definitely Ramsey. not the player. Jalen Ramsey. Jacob Ramsey plays for Aston Villa. So that that's <laughs> <laughs> definitely... <laughs> totally different. Um, yeah, oh, absolutely. But uh, Jalen Ramsey is your um, kind of secondary cornerstone. Now, he can go anywhere. He can rush the quarterback. He can go in the slot. He can go out wide. He can even kind of drop back into a safety position if we really need him to. Why would you get rid of him? He's worth every penny. And we don't, that you know, we're already probably losing Greg Gaines, who is he's a three hundred and twelve pound pass rusher, and he's a, he's he picked up a, a, a few good few sacks last year. He wasn't played in playing every game. Obviously, Aaron Donald is first as the no tackle, course, but Greg yeah, Gaines yeah. is also Greg, Greg Greg Gaines is also a he's a big human being, and he he's good at what he did. 
Um, last year, we lost Sebastian Joseph Day, who went to the Chargers. He yeah. got uh, paid. Um, he got paid very well. He was back up to Aaron Donald. This last year, two years, it was uh, Greg Gaines, and now it looks like he's going to be moving on, looking for uh, a payday, which he, does, he fully deserves. I just wish it was at the Rams. And, you know, I, I think we're, uh, there's also the other trade rumor with the Rams, the kind of heavy trade rumor, is Alan Robinson. Uh, after just one year, they, they're looking to trade him off, um, put, probably for like a second or third rounder at this stage because of his contract. Um, are, they just, are, they just, a shame. are they just cleaning house over in Los Angeles there? It's Possibly. Now, one thing I saw, the the, the Broncos, uh, obviously because I follow them, there's rumours, mm. and I hate these rumours, there's rumours about trading Cortland Sutton. I don't like mm. it, but there are rumours because apparently um, the Broncos don't have a pick in the first 65 in this draft, they've not got a single pick in the 65. So the, the rumour is they're going to be trading Cortland Sutton for to get some sort of equity back. But if I'm mm. the Broncos, and I am, if, if someone says you have to trade Cortland Sutton, I'm trading him for Jalen Ramsey. I'm just saying, mate. I'm absolutely not. <laughs> I'd, I'd take Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey on one side and Pat Sertan on the other with Kareem Jackson yeah. and Justin Simmons, safeties. I'll take that. I'd take that. But I won't I won't do that to you hypothetically, Dave. We'll we'll move on. We'll move on. Now, of course, with all this other trade talks going on, the one rumor that has been going on, it's it's like it seems to have been going on for three years now. And you know who I'm going to talk about. Latest wouldn't rumor to be, yeah. The latest rumor is that one Aaron Rodgers might be going to the New York Jets. Now um, I would love to see this. We 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 spoke about this before uh, on the podcast. The possibility of him going to one of the New York teams. I would love him to go to the Jets. He would get torn apart by the media. <laughs> he would. He would. And they just wouldn't put up with all the shenanigans and his going into his dark hiding place. And oh, my goodness! But uh, just just quickly, what's your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers? First of all, do you think he would go? He would go to the Jets. And secondly, um, what happens, because, you know, we spoke about this before, what happens to Zach Wilson if that's the case? So take it away, Dave. I mean, Zach Wilson has to go. Uh, I, I don't see... Uh, he's, they, they kept saying at the end of last season, you know, we're working with him, we're, we're, we're not giving up on him. Cut your losses. I know he was the second second round pick in the draft. The, the band's just not good enough. I'm sorry to say he's a, he's a he'll be a decent backup because uh, plus he's had a, a few seasons as starter. That's as far as it goes. He's, he's he's just not good enough. I'm afraid. Should Aaron Rodgers go to the Jets for the sake of the Jets fans? I would say no. Aaron Rodgers' best days are behind him. Uh, he's 38 years old and he's got a heavy contract. Um, and they, they, I mean, what from what I've seen, it would probably cost maybe a second and a fourth or a second and a fifth to get Aaron Rodgers. Um, basically because of his age being 38 and his contract situation which is something to have a cap hit of about 50 million so do I think it's worth it? No I, if, I, if I was the Jets I would be, I would be knocking on Baltimore's door uh, because that is a much better option is Lamar Jackson whether you have to make him the highest paid in the league or not do it 
it's worth it. It's very, very worth it. And I think the Jets would finally be a playoff, you know, a, a kind of playoff contender with with uh, Lamar Jackson there, and then Mike White as backup. I I think I think that's a win win situ- situation. Um, Aaron Rodgers maybe two years left in the league. He's going to see out that contract, and I think he might get one one year deal, maybe at a push, but he's done after that. So, so what what does it do? Just, what does it do to Zach Wilson then? Do you think he's gone? He's got to go. He has to go. I, he probably I mean, should be anyway. I, well, I, I I for the sake of the Jets, uh, I would much rather. I mean, I I would much rather the the ideal situation is Lamar, Mike White as backup. Next, uh, next best from what's looking like scenarios, uh, Aaron Rodgers and Mike White's backup. Another one that was touted earlier in the year though was Jimmy G. Of course, so that, yes, that, you yes, know, yes. The, Jimmy G is still available. But you've also got a few other quarterbacks. Um, I, I mean, could we po- possibly see the return of Sam Darnold? I doubt it, but it would it wouldn't be the most unlikely things the Jets have done in history. Um, I, I don't see. That. It, I don't see that at all. No, yeah. uh, the the other one as well, uh, Baker is still available. So Baker will be looking for our team and he proved that the Rams, he can still do it. You know, and I said it when they, when they went for Deshaun Watson, Baker's a good quarterback. Might not be an elite quarterback, but he's a very good quarterback. You give him a full training camp, you give him a, a few kind of, pre, a good, good few protection uh, pieces, a good few targets, Baker will do a job for you. Now, I, I, I mean, Maybe it's because of uh, how he played against the Raiders last year. That 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 game I will never forget. It's, the the I mean, guy had like because, twenty minutes to learn the playbook, and it, I mean he only arrived at at the stadium the day before. Yeah. So the only thing they really did practice was a two minute a two minute drill. They had what was it one fifty eight on the clock to get down the other side of the field, and they did it. And it was that was just one of those occasions that you just. You love the game. Maybe not if you're a Raiders fan. 31 of the 32 teams in the league might have loved that play. Um, and it was so good to see him back. I think Baker's still got something to offer in the league, though. Uh, the only downside for people like Baker, for like Sam Darnold, even like Jimmy G, that the cl- the qu- the caliber of quarterback that coming out of the draft this year is much, much higher than last year. You're looking at four or five first-rounders um, because there's been a few... Uh, people emerging from the combine uh, that's you you're just kind of oh finally standing up and taking notice so yeah this is going to be an interesting year for quarterbacks this is uh, obviously every year is interesting this one's right up there as one of the most kind of not many people know what's going to happen but getting Aaron Rodgers for a second and a fourth round a couple of years ago you snatch anyone's hand off now after what I've seen in the last couple of years I'm not so sure with what, what else could be available. So the, the, Yeah. The other thing with Aaron Rodgers is that... So I'd, last year, cast your mind back to the draft last year. Mm-hmm. There was all the rumours about Aaron Rodgers going around, you know, on draft day and stuff like that. And yet he, he's going to do the same thing again this year. He loves the limelight. Loves it. He, does, he doesn't like rushing, does he? Oh, no. Uh, now, you, you I, mentioned, yeah. now, you mentioned Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned um, some uh, um, Baker Mayfield. Yes, yes. Another NFC West quarterback that we've not mentioned yet. Oh, the comeback, Mister Comeback Smith. himself, mm. Geno Smith. What happened to Geno Smith, Dave? Well, 
Geno Smith has earned probably around 18, 19 million in his uh, NFL career uh, to date, right? He's just re-signed with the Seahawks on a three-year deal worth $105 million after that last season. Gino got Russ, paid. Yeah, if Gino got paid huge. <laughs> Not Daniel Jones huge, <laughs> but pretty good enough, though. I mean, you know, congratulations to him because... But you know, he said he said the quote uh, last season was it not something along the lines of um, all, you know all the haters kept knocking, but I just didn't answer. Yeah, you know something along they, those they lines. They wrote me and off, but I didn't write back. That's the one that's exactly, and yeah. he deserves that payday. I, you know, obviously he's a divisional rival for me. I kind of wish that he'd gone somewhere else, but uh, you know, it's um, yeah, well done to him because he fully deserves it. You know, it's one it's one of these kind of examples of never give up. You know, if you believe in yourself. And it's possible you do your you do your job, yeah. boom, you get paid. So there you go. So well done well, to Gino. Quite well right to Gino. I mean, he's he's really proved that he's um, capable as a quarterback. And we've spoken about these some of the quarterbacks in the NFC. I mean, he's he's right up there with some of the best quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the NFC from what he did last year. Because everyone talks about you know the superstar quarterbacks, and generally speaking. They're talking about AFC quarterbacks. We're talking about Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, yeah. Joe Burrow. That these are the names that you hear all the time. Uh, with no offense to Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins and Jalen Hurts, obviously, but generally, yeah. people when they talk about elite quarterbacks, they are talking about the AFC quarterbacks. But there are some good quarterbacks in the NFC, and uh, Geno's proved that he's uh, he's he's right up there. He played mm-hmm. really well last year. So good for you, Joe. Yeah, the only other thing as well that I forgot to mention in uh, staying in the NFC West is that there are uh, there were pretty serious rumours that the 49ers are looking to move on from Trey Lance as well. That's so surprising. I think it's more a case of Brock Party. You know what? But no, it is <laughs> Brock Party is just so good that they're going to move on from Trey Lance. I mean, it's the the thing is because of of Shanahan's system. Any quarterback can move in there, and I think if Trey, if they think that they haven't seen what they want from Trey Lance, I I, I, I say yeah, move on from him. You know, it just cut, kind of cut your losses. Remember last year they were convinced he was the guy going into the season. They were convinced he'd beaten out Jimmy G in training camp. Trey Lance mm. is our guy, and then he went. Yeah. Then he got injured. Jimmy got G has injured. to come in. Then he gets mm-hmm. injured. Brock Party comes in, plays better than both of them put together, and then he gets injured. Do you? Yeah, but do you think though that that gives more evidence to the point that because of the system that Shanahan, Cal Shanahan, plays, that so many quarterbacks can do that job? So one of the things that they might look for in a replacement would be, le- you know, leadership. Uh, Abilities to read the defense instead of just looking for that kind of, you know, popular needing paid big big name quarterback because but, I think and, that would that, be the, the whole. Yeah, you've you've literally made my point for me. They've got Brock Purdy there. They've got someone <laughs> who is popular, who doesn't need paid. He's not going to need paid for another for a three few years. years. Yeah, three years. Yeah, he knows the offense and he's proved that he can win. I mean, what more do you want? I think he did. They, they, the 49ers, though, they had a win, win first mentality last year. So there's a, a few players that might leave, a few players wanting paid. 
I think that this this year coming is going to be harder for them for, compared to last year. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. But I don't see. I, I mean, they're obviously not going to get Jimmy G back. I I don't think that uh, Baker's going to be end up there. I think the Forty Nineers they might take a chance in the draft. I Just think watch I think this stick, I think a stick of Brock Purdy. I do. I'm I'm right on board the Purdy hype train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've heard that too much last year. Don't worry. <sighs> so uh, before we move on to our final segment, Dave, uh, is there any other quarterback news that we need to need to talk about? I've got one. Now, it's uh, something I picked up a few, um, I think it would have been yesterday. Um, that uh, Colin Coward, uh, I think, you know, he's an analyst. Yeah. Sometimes comes out with good things, sometimes comes out with absolute utter nonsense. And I think he's pulled a blinder out uh, with his personal top eight quarterbacks within the NFC. Now, I want to get your opinion. Right? I'm going to count down from eight to one. Mm-hmm. So coming in at number eight, Geno Smith. Okay. okay, so I, I for personally, I, you know, he's a bit more. There's a bit more competition there. That's, that's an um, interesting start. So okay, <laughs> okay. He's number eight. Number seven. Yeah, number seven is Mister One Year Guarantee, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. All right. You can make a play, uh, decent argument. Number six, Saints' new quarterback, Derek Carr. Okay, I think that's pretty reasonable. So Derek Carr above Cousins and Geno. Coming in at five is Dak. Five, right, okay. Mm-hmm. Number four, Kyler. <clears throat> which I strongly oh, disagree yeah, okay. with. Okay, so Kyler, four, right. Mm-hmm. Number three, another one I disagree with, Lions, Jared Goff. Oh, behave. <laughs> oh, just... Number two, yeah. Jalen Hurts, which, I mean, you can make a good argument for him being top two anyway. Um, I'm struggling now to think who's number one. The Rams quarterback, Matt Stafford, is listed at number one. Now, even I don't agree with that. Right, I'm, I'm very confused <laughs> here. Okay, yeah, so we've got top, uh, top three is Stafford, Jalen Hurts, Jared Goff. That's, that's insane. <laughs> that, that's, that makes no sense. So you're right. Yeah. I mean, take nothing away from Matt Stafford. I've always said he's a good player. He is a good mm-hmm. player. He's a good quarterback. Um, first of all, what's he basing this on? Because it can't be on last year. No, I, I, th- I think um, I think he's he's just looking at, you know, uh, completely healthy, um, got a few weapons. I think he, he's just looking at his own personal opinion, but that's what he listed as the as top NFC quarterbacks. But if, if you're which, looking at, if you're looking at, you know, assuming your guy's completely healthy, um, he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers in his top eight. Is he just assuming Aaron Rodgers has gone to the AFC now? I don't think so. I I, I, I mean, kind of agree with him on that well, at the I moment, not, right now. I, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is a bit mental, okay? <laughs> I but think all I would that. not put him outside the top eight quarterbacks in the NFC. That's... I'm 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 sorry. I'm not taking Jared Goff over over Aaron Rodgers. I'm just not doing it. No, no. no I think Goff is, Goff shouldn't be in there at all. Goff either. absolutely shouldn't, especially not as high as he is. I would take Kurt Cousins over Jared Goff 
Based on last year, I would take Gino yeah. over Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. Gino's number eight. That, Gino is number eight. And yeah. Matt Stafford, and, uh, if he's healthy, top five. Mm-hmm. But that's ba- why I, I, I said, yeah. You know, based on, I, la- based I, on last I year, you, yeah. how can you not have Jalen Hurts at number one? Yeah. I mean, oh, I, uh, just, 100%. You know, sometimes I see these lists that people make up. Uh, we do them ourselves. You know, I asked you to name your top five free agents mm-hmm, earlier on. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's an insane list. That's not even, I mean, that's not even close. I mean, I, apart from these and um, Stafford, you, you look at look at who else would be would be kind of a starter. So you got Daniel Jones. Now I, I would rank Daniel Jones outside of all these quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, I mean the Commanders. You can you got Heineke and you got Carson Wentz. Love Heineke. Not not yeah, not but, but Wentz. He's, he's not. No, he's, he's he doesn't belong there though. He, he's he's just not good enough. Uh, Justin Fields. You could mm. add. You could argue Justin Fields top ten. Yeah, he, he's pushing it because I think he's got he's got the skill set. Mm-hmm. He's not been consistent enough. Yeah, I he's agree just with not that. Been consistent. Um, an incredible athlete. Oh, true. I know. Yeah. I agree with that as well. Incredible. I think. Um, uh, I mean, I mean, there's the, the Panthers. No. Um, so see, see this, year, see this no. NFC South. Right. Yeah. Derek Carr is by far and away the best quarterback there. That's just yes. not, that's not even close. The the Falcons barely have a, a quarterback. The Panthers, mm-hmm. you know what's going on there. The Bucks and for for some for some idiotic reason as well. The Falcons ruled themselves out of negotiations for Lamar, which would have been the perfect place in a dome. Exactly. Yeah. Put Lamar in a dome. What did you? What do you? Why would you? See when I saw this, it was that teams that we're out on Lamar Jackson, but out on Lamar Jackson, but out on Lamar. I was like, the Raiders as well. Raiders declared themselves out as well. It's like what? It's it's there, there's something going on there. I don't know what it is. I don't understand why these teams would be so quick to discount a, a, a former MVP. And it's not like oh he won MVP and then was rubbish. <laughs> that's that's not the case here. The only reason he wasn't in the discussion this year is because of injury. It's the mm-hmm. only reason. <laughs> and he's still unless there's something that we haven't seen. I think there, I, there, there I, I might I might be, be wrong. I think I read somewhere Lamar Jackson has the second highest winning percentage of active quarterbacks in the NFL. Only Patrick Mahomes me. has won more games. Oh uh, sorry, well, it's a four- higher higher winning percentage. What was it? What, what did I say? Was it 45 and 16? 46 and 15? Something along those something lines. Something along those lines, yeah. Mm-hmm. Over, just, like, four seasons. Four seasons. Daft. Just daft. Colin, behave yourself. Stop that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, without Pat Mahomes in the league, uh, I think Lamar Jackson would have been the breakout from the last couple of years, and he would be in the discussion of being the best quarterback in the league. Oh I, yeah, I, I mean, we we already mentioned like the, the AFC quarterbacks. You got Patrick Mahomes, and then you've got the next level. You've got Josh Allen, mm-hmm. you've got Joe Burrow, you've got um, Lamar Jackson in there, and some people will argue Justin Herbert. Again, not taking it. A couple of years from Josh now, Josh Allen, yeah, a couple of years from now, um, 
uh, your man Trevor Lawrence could be up there. You know, because he, he looked her. really good at quite a lot last year. But th- this, th- that's yeah. a ridiculous list. I'm sorry. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, he, he gets paid a lot of money to make these lists. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, I mean, P45 time, surely, with, with a list like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, uh, Dave, I think, um, shall we move on to our final segment? Yeah. We shall. And it is, of course, Random Stats. Random stats. Random stats. Now, um, why don't I go first? All right, yeah. We've had so much Absolutely. quarterback talk that I'm going to talk about quarterbacks. And you mentioned earlier on the, the first round class look, looks pretty healthy this year compared to, to, mm-hmm. to last year's draft class. I, um, I was browsing YouTube the other, uh, last week. Mm-hmm. And I came across, or, or this week, earlier this week, and I came across this stat and I, couldn't believe it um but i checked it and it is accurate so um since from from 1986 to 2010 there were 57 quarterbacks drafted in the first round okay from one to 32 okay 57 three of those players had all pro seasons 24 of them made a single Pro Bowl or more. 23 of them basically classed as busts. Started less than 50 games. 23, that's almost 50%. It's not quite 50, 46%. 46%, sorry, 40%. 40% of all quarterbacks drafted in the first round between 1986 and 2010, were out of the league, didn't even play 50 games. And that is my random stat. That's crazy. And, you know, I I think there's going to be a few uh, in recent years that is going to be classed as busts um, as well that were were quite, you know, drafted quite high up. Carson Wentz, um, Zach Wilson... Even I think Sam Darnold was a really high pick, wasn't he? Sam Darnold, yeah, first overall, wasn't he? Maybe he was. Oh, was he second overall? He was second, I think, for the Jets. Yeah. Um, Even even at this point, you could even protect because of his downfall, kind of uh, Baker as well. Josh Rosen picking the draft. Josh Rosen, uh, Trey Lance. Trey Lance. (laughs) Well, I mean, they'd be funny for me, but. Um, Paxton yeah, Lynch that, it, was he a first round quarterback? Oh, I think he was. He Tim was one of the Tebow highest. Was was a first round quarterback. Jamarcus Russell, our favorite. <laughs> Just oh dear. Ryan Leaf, God oh. love you, Ryan. You you're, you're oh. great at what you do. Um, it, it didn't work playing out. football didn't work out for you. Oh, I, 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 a little bonus random stat. Um, I'm pretty sure. Uh, was it Ryan Leaf that was in the XFL recently? think i saw was it right no or, or, or if it wasn't right it was paxton lynch oh yeah uh, yes pa- paxton you lynch, know where i'm going with this uh, uh yeah did. he he got benched <laughs> paxton lynch got benched um he's now i believe the only player to get benched in the nfl the the usfl the cfl and now the xfl and the xfl <laughs> 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 oh 
dear. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, you know, you you get like a swing and a miss sometimes, and sometimes <laughs> you you just you're swinging and you're just missing. The Broncos are the worst team in the world at evaluating quarterbacks in the draft. The be- the best quarterback the Broncos ever drafted, Jay Cutler. Yeah. And it's, it's not like, oh, Jay Cutler, or maybe. No, no, it's Jay Cutler by a mile. And we're talking a country mile is the best quarterback the Broncos ever drafted. It's just, it's it's insane. The, the Every quarterback that's taken the Broncos to a playoff game ha, has not been drafted by the Broncos. Craig Morton yeah. was Cowboys. Um, Jake Plummer, love Jake Plummer, Jake the Snake, uh, was the Cardinals, I believe. Uh, Elway was the Colts. Manning was mm-hmm. the Colts. Manning, Colts. If, if yeah. Wilson gets us there next year or the year after, uh, Seahawks. I Broncos. thought you meant Zach Wilson for a second. <laughs> I just forgot. That's not happening here. Russell Wilson. <laughs> um, the, the Broncos can't draft quarterbacks. They've never been able to do it. And, and I don't think they ever will. So they should just forget it. Just always go with free agents. So, yes. Mm. <laughs> yes. I, I'm glad you knew where I was going with that as well. But, uh, yeah, poor Paxton Lynch with his five starts for the Broncos. Um that's you know he averaged a quarterback rating of seventy six in those five games over two years as well. So he made it to the third game before getting benched in the third game. Yeah, that's a yeah poor poor Paxton Lynch. But uh, yeah, we'll move on to my own random of stat. Now, What's your random stat? Yeah, so we did miss out on one bit of news. Uh, now that is the reinstatement of one Calvin Ridley. Oh, now, yes, of course. Calvin Ridley. He was, uh, you know, obviously he had, he had a ban for gambling, uh, which I think, can, all, all things considered, that was a very heavy ban. So he had mm. his ban overturned. Uh, the Jaguars traded for him at the trade deadline last year because they were quite convinced that um, his ban would be overturned. And it proved to be absolutely correct. But I want, I want to talk about him because in his last 17 games in the league, his stats are as follows. He's had 100 catches. So that averages, what, five or six catches per game. 1,306 receiving yards and seven touchdowns. And that, that was obviously with the Falcons. Now, uh, you know, he had career highs in 2020. Uh, he had uh, he started 15 games, targeted 143 times, 90 catches for 1,374 yards and nine touchdowns. So the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence have got, uh, uh, well, uh, technically not a new weapon, oh, but a heck got of a weapon. weapon coming in. Yeah. yeah, they absolutely do. And just yeah. uh, as well, some, one of the, he's got uh, two Falcons franchise records as well. So he's got the most receiving touchdowns in a season by a rookie. And that was in his rookie season, obviously. But he had 10 touchdowns. Uh, te- uh, he did have two fumbles in that in that year as well in his first year, but he's also got the most receiving touchdowns in the first two games of a season, which is four, which is tried, uh, which is tied with one Andre Ryzen. Andre Ryzen, there's a blast yeah. from the past. He and uh, you know he did he did, he got it in 1994. 
So a uh, big sh- big throwback there for him as well. But he's also got one NFL record, which is tied with Martavis Bryant, who got it, who got it in twenty fourteen, and that is the most receiving touchdowns by a rookie in his first four games, which is an NFL record of six receiving touchdowns in the first four games. There you are. So Calvin Ridley is coming to basically blow wide open the division with his new teams, the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's uh, my random start. That's a wonderful random start, Dave. I'm pretty sure Patrick will be very happy that Calvin Ridley's coming Patrick back. Patrick will be happy. <laughs> that was especially a big shout-out for Patrick. Big we, shout-out, Patrick. We're going to try and get, yeah, try and get him on during the off-season. We will. Uh, but we will. Uh, as we all know, the flu and cold can strike, so <sighs> we'll hopefully get him on when he's when he's in. We'll go, we'll, we should get him like one of these kind of uh, clean rooms, a bubble room, like the, the week prior to uh, coming on, just so that he'll be okay. I think we should. Uh, so there you go, Dave. Uh, I think that pretty much wraps it up. I didn't see anything else happening while we were on here. So um, that's uh, the end of our very first show of the 2023 season for the WinFL show. And of course, uh, you'll be able to catch some of the shorts on YouTube. You'll be able to see some of the uh, clips from this episode on YouTube in the next day or two. We'll be getting those uploaded. Uh, we will be doing some live streams uh going forward as well so loads of great exciting things we're hoping to get another couple of guests on the show and uh, as we're coming up to the draft soon we're going to be coming back up to ewan mcphail's draft day fails so we're having some plenty of good stories there so mm. thank you very much for your time dave no at all looking forward to the next few weeks yep and we will catch you on next week's edition of the winfl show